Hey there, friends. Welcome to the New Testament in the Year podcast, where we read God's Word and we're journeying through the narrative of the life, the teachings, the mission of Jesus Christ and the ministry of his disciples in promoting the early church. We're reading one chapter of the New Testament every weekday of the year. 260 chapters in 260 weekdays. There you go. We're reading from the Christian Standard Bible. If you're following along and want to know what version we're reading, from the Christian Standard Bible, I encourage you to grab your Bible if you can and listen closely if you will as we dive into Acts chapter 7 in our journey today. All right, before we begin our reading, let's do some preview identify some look-fors as we like to do every episode and uh, see where we went or where we where we came from before we know where we're going. Oh, Marcy, I'm excited. I'll tell you what, last week and, uh, excuse me, the last episode and the episode before that, we were exposed to a man named Stephen who gave his life for his belief in Jesus Christ. He was therefore a martyr dying for something you believe in. He's the first Christian martyr that's recorded, Stephen. And uh, during his stoning, there was a man named Saul that we were said, we were exposed to. And briefly after that, Saul would oversee the persecution of the church, causing the entire church to spread. Um, and we saw how God used that for his glory, but ultimately Saul is a great persecutor. Today, we're going to see the story change. We're going to see the story change. And so here's some things to look for. Look for the dramatic change in Saul's life. Watch the blinding light and a voice from heaven come before him. And then see how Saul, who this great persecutor, surrenders immediately and his willingness to follow Jesus. Watch that happen. Then then we'll be exposed to a man named Ananias. Ananias's role in Saul's conversion. Watch for that. And watch how he can overcome fear to obey God. Then after that, we'll see Saul's commission, a mission that's given to him. Listen for that. And see how God's plan um, is presented to you, Saul. As a vessel for the Gentiles. Watch that. And then notice our flesh get in the way. The disciples and their skepticism of Paul, knowing what as him as a persecutor, to now accept him as a believer. But then watch Barnabas advocate for him. And then see how Saul, who headed to Damascus to persecute and to throw people into jail ultimately has to escape from there sounds like a Hollywood movie doesn't it well this is amazing let's read this together Acts chapter 9 wow here we are Acts chapter 9 okay let's start this together Acts chapter 9 we're going to go the entire chapter of course I always like to Share how many verses, and there's 43 in this chapter, so here we go, starting in verse 1 of Acts chapter 9, the Damascus Road. Now Saul was still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, 
He went to the high priest and requested letters from him to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any men or women who belonged to the way, believers the way, he might bring them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he traveled and was nearing Damascus, a light from heaven suddenly flashed around him. Falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul said. I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting, he replied. But get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the sound but seeing no one. Saul got up from the ground, as, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they took him by the hand and led him into Damascus. He was unable to see for three days and did not eat or drink. There was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, here I am, Lord, he replied. Get up and go to the street called Straight, the Lord said to him, to the house of Judas, and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, since he is praying there. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and placing his hands on him so that he may regain his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard from many people about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has authority here from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for this man is my chosen instrument to take my name to Gentiles, kings, and Israelites. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Well, Ananias went and entered the house. He placed his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road you were traveling, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. At once, something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he got up and he was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul was with the disciples in Damascus for some time. Immediately, he began proclaiming Jesus in the synagogues. He is the Son of God. All who heard him were astounded and said, Isn't this the man in Jerusalem who was causing havoc for those who called on this name and came here for the purpose of taking them as prisoners to the chief priests? But Saul grew stronger and kept confounding the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. After many days had passed, the Jews conspired to kill him, but Saul learned of their plot. So they were watching the gates day and night, intending to kill him. But his disciples took him by night and lowered him in a large basket through an opening in the wall. When he arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him since they did not believe he was a disciple. Barnabas, however, took him and brought him to the apostles and explained to them how Saul had seen the Lord on the road and that the Lord had talked to him, and how in Damascus he had spoken boldly in the name of Jesus. Saul was coming and going with them in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. 
He conversed and debated with the Hellenistic Jews, but they tried to kill him. When the brothers found out, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. So the church throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the, by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. Verse 32. As Peter was traveling from place to place, he also came down to the saints who lived in Toledo. There he found a, name, a man named Aeneas, who was paralyzed and had been bedridden for eight years. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Christ Jesus heals you. Get up and make your bed. And immediately he got up. So all who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. Verse 36. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. She was always doing good works and acts of charity. About that time, she became sick and died. After washing her, they placed her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples heard that Peter was there and sent two men to him who urged him, Don't delay in coming with us. Well, Peter got up and went with them. When he arrived, they led him to the room upstairs. And all the widows approached him, weeping and showing him the robes and clothes that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. He knelt down, prayed, and turning toward the body, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, saw Peter, and sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her stand up. He called the saints and the widows and presented her alive. This man became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Peter stayed for some time in Joppa with Simon, a leather tanner. That was Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. Before we unpack it, let's, uh, let's take a moment to reflect. Take all this in and then let's see how we can apply this to our lives. And in what we just read today, we saw Saul's transformation, the dramatic change in Saul's life, who was a persecutor and would ultimately become one of the greatest missionaries to walk this earth on behalf of the Lord. This blinding light, a voice from heaven. That is a great example for us to understand that no one is beyond the reach of God's power. No one. I cannot think of anyone, and I doubt you can too, that would hold a light to Saul. Saul was a persecutor that murdered believers, that put them in jail. Persecution. There are very few people that walk this earth that could be on that level of Saul, but the Lord used him in a mighty, mighty way. Saul was transformed by God's power and so can those people in our lives that we write off as far too gone. They can be changed and 
just imagine the testimony that they could have and the people that they could reach because of God's transforming power in their life. Being obedient is another theme that we get from this from from Ananias. Ananias, he was very obedient. The Lord told him to go and to pray over Saul. And I would have been scared as well. Saul was a persecutor. He knew what was going on and he knew that Saul came there to throw at all believers in prison. But Ananias overcame his fear in order to obey God. What fears hold you back? from obeying God and continuing to do just that in your life, even though it might be difficult or risky. Another thing we can pull from this is that we need to understand the importance of fulfilling God's purposes. See, Saul was given a mission, a commission, and there was a plan laid out for him to be used as a vessel to share the good news of Jesus Christ. We all have a calling on our lives that God has placed for us. The question is, are, is, are we seeking our own path? Or are we staying on his path for us? Just like Saul would do, even though there were people waiting at the gate, waiting to murder him. He found a way out so that that wouldn't keep him from sharing the good news of what he experienced. I love that. I love that. So much to learn from Saul and his obedience. Even the initial rejection by the disciples. He kept kept going and he did not let anything hold him back. Trust in God's guidance. Trust in his protection. Especially in times of difficulty. We can see the rejection from the disciples. Just like we might be rejected by those that believe in our lives. Especially for new believers. For new believers, we have a lot of people that will doubt us. My encouragement to you is that you stay strong. God will use you and don't let anything in the way of your calling. Thank you for joining me today. I know there's a lot in this and we could go back and go do this all again and have different takeaways in chapter 9. But the transformation of Saul ultimately will, will become Paul and the man that wrote three-fourths of the things we're going to read in the New Testament. What an amazing story of transformation by God's great power. I look forward to talking with you again with Acts chapter 10. But until then, I wish you the best on your own journey of faith, your journey of growth, and your walk with Christ. Have a great day, and God bless you and your family.